Welcome back into Afternoons with Steffi. And of course, there's a massive heavyweight boxing fight. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. So we're going over to, well, the voice of boxing, aren't they? Ring Magazine. And also, our next guest is host of the Neutral Corner podcast, which I am a subscriber to. So it's a great pleasure to welcome in Michael Montero. Mike, a very good morning, afternoon. I don't know what it is over there for you. <laughs> It's, uh, it's evening over here, but good morning to you, sir. You're uh, calling me future, so we're doing a little time travel here over the phone. I love it. Yeah, me too. Uh, look, we hear a lot down here in New Zealand from the Tyson Fury side of the equation. Um, he's probably a little bit more expressive. He's in the media a lot more. He's a lot more accessible. Do I take from that that Dante Wilder has been head down, bum up, working hard for the third in this trilogy? Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. Uh, Deontay has been pretty in the media over the last year and a half. He has posted some things to his social media. He's posted a lot of videos from training with his new trainer, Malik Scott. But other than that, he's been pretty quiet with the media. And in fact, at the first press conference for this fight, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Deontay Wilder wore headphones and didn't respond to any questions throughout the entire thing. So he, he seems to be zoned in and, and really, really prepared for this fight. And to a lot of boxing aficionados, Dante Wilder needs from his last fight, he needs to bring a lot more um, boxing now. It's like there's no questioning the man's power. There's no questioning his power. But he's not going to win a fight on points from what we've seen in his past fights. Has he had enough time to bring a bit more smarts to his game? Well, that's the million-dollar question. I mean, if you look at the odds makers, they agree with you that Deontay Wilder winning a decision, probably not going to happen because that's the biggest odds that you get right now with the bookmakers is picking Wilder uh, by decision. That's the, the payoff you'll get. So that seems to be the least likely scenario here. You know, traditionally with a new trainer, you would want two or three fights to, to work with them to test out some things, but that hasn't happened here. The one thing, though, that has happened is there's been over a year and a half, going on two years' uh, time between this fight that will take place Saturday and the second fight that took place last, I think, February. So maybe in that time, Wilder and his trainer, Malik Scott, who coincidentally enough is a former opponent of his that he stopped in the first round, I think, six, seven years ago, um, they've had a lot of time to work together, and they're comfortable with each other. However... It remains to be seen how that's going to work in a fight. Fury. What's going to happen when the first punch lands? Is Deontay Wilder going to revert back to his his uh, instincts, or is he going to show us a new wrinkle? Yeah, and, and and in boxing, there's a winner and there's a loser, and the winner of this fight. Uh, it's top of the range. It's top shelf. It's any chocolate you want. The loser of this fight, particularly I think if it's Dante Wilder, he's going to fall so far off the pace. Has Dante Wilder got more to lose in this fight than Tyson Fury? 100%. I think Dante Wilder's profile here in the United States was built upon him being an undefeated fighter that had devastating power with the right hand, and he knocked out so many opponents with that right hand. So when he got derailed by Tyson Fury last year, it kind of shattered this, this myth that was Tyson Fury. Sorry, that was Deontay Wilder. So I, I do think a loss here, particularly if it's another dominant loss, 
hurts Deontay Wilder more than it would hurt Tyson. Tyson Fury is still going to be a big brand. And if he loses this fight, he could go back to the UK. There's still a big, big fight for him with the the winner between the rematch between Anthony Joshua and Alexander Usyk, who, of course, just fought a couple weeks ago. But they will do a rematch early next year. Fury could face the winner, or I'm sorry, the loser of that fight. And it'd still be a marketable fight over in the UK. So I definitely think a loss is bigger uh, for Deontay Wilder here. What can you tell us about Dante Wilder, not the boxer? So Dante Wilder outside the ring. Has he had a troubled upbringing? Has he had a solid upbringing? Is he a family man? Is he, is he a charitable man? What, what don't we know about Deontay? You know, Deontay Wilder's personality has changed from when I first met him. Him. I first met him before he won his title, and he was just a big, sweet country boy from Alabama, just a <laughs> sweetheart, and a good family man, a good father, and a very humble kind of guy. But over the years, he's kind of changed, created this in-ring persona that almost kind of overtook his entire personality. And it, you've just seen a little bit of a character shift in him. But by all accounts, he's a wonderful father and a good family man on that front. He takes care of his children. Um, and, you know, he's good to his friends, good to his community. But some of the excuses that he made after that loss last year to Fury did not sit well with boxing fans and even boxing media. And him throwing his former trainer, Mark Breland, who's a wonderful human being, a wonderful man, throwing him under the bus the way he did and firing him, that left a, a nasty taste in a lot of fans' mouths. So um, it remains to be seen how all this will wrap up after this fight. But right now, there's a lot of fans that are kind of looking skeptically at Deontay Wilder, the person. They don't know what to think of him. Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll find out Saturday night. So what's your prediction? Uh, we're joined by Mike Montero from The Ring Magazine and also a host of the Neutral Corner podcast, which I subscribe to, and it's well worth a listen and a subscription. So, Mike, um, so hard to predict when you've got such an unpredictable boxer in Deontay Wilder. If the right hand lands flush, it's good night to pretty much any human that ever lived. But can Tyson avoid that punch? I think so. I think Look, these two have shared 19 rounds, okay? And Tyson Fury has won no less than 14 of them, perhaps 15, 16 of these 19 rounds. Other than the two big shots Deontay Wilder landed in the first fight, that's pretty much it. So to, to me, it, it would seem that Tyson Fury has figured out Deontay Wilder, his timing, his distance, his spacing, his angles, and this is his fight to lose. The only person that can beat Tyson Fury here is Tyson Fury. So if he shows up to the ring Saturday night in Las Vegas, 100% emotionally and mentally, I like Tyson Fury to win on points. I think this is going the distance. I think the rhythm and the pace of the fight will be closer to the first between these two in 2018 rather than the rematch in 2020. I think it'll be a slower-paced fight. I believe it goes the distance. I would bet the over. The the over-under is bet the over, and I think Fury wins on points. Beautiful. And I don't want to put you on the spot, but um, there's always some good fights on the undercard of these and maybe some rising stars or people we haven't heard of. Because when you buy the pay-per-view, you get the whole undercard. You get to see some fights in different divisions. Is there anyone, is there any spectacular fighter or or, or potential uh, world champion that might be on the undercard? This is a really 
good undercard. It's all heavyweight action on the pay-per-view undercard. So this is one that's really, really worth the money. Uh, of all heavyweights on the undercard, though, there's a prospect I really like, Jared Anderson, who is an undefeated American heavyweight pro- prospect. He's promoted by Top Rank. He's one to watch, and he is in there with a tough, uh, battle-tested Russian fighter that has traveled. I think he's fought in six or seven different countries. It's a really nice step up in opposition for Jared Anderson. Make sure you check him out. He's got a future. Brilliant, Mike. Uh, look, thanks so much. It's, it's a massive fight. There's a huge boxing following down here in New Zealand. Well, all the combat sports, actually, with the UFC as well. But we've got the likes of Junior Farr, Joseph Parker, David Tour before him. Um, we've got a good boxing pedigree, and we take really strong interest in it. And uh, we can't wait for this fight. Uh, and I'm pleased you've said the undercard's good because I do enjoy a good appetizer before the main. That's the way to do it. So you got to have an appetizer, a four-course meal, <laughs> and then hopefully in the main event you get the dessert that we've all been waiting for. I think it's going to be a great night. I'm excited. Brilliant. Mike Montero, thanks for joining us down here in New Zealand. Thank you, sir. Let's do it again time.